This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to the broadcast. How are you? Hello. Happy, happy day to you. How you doing? You all right? I mean, between the beheadings, the bombings, and Iraq, Israel. I mean, I, I know. I got it. it was just Some would say that maybe, you know, Hamas is loaded back up again. <laughs> Not that anybody thinks that when they run out of rockets, they just that's when they start talking about, oh, we need a, you know, a ceasefire agreement. Uh-huh. How long is that going to last? Well, just until we, you know, get another order in. Uh-huh. And then we have shootings and rioting going on right here in this country. <laughs> oh, so nice. And we have border crossing problems still. Yeah, you know, those illegals coming across. Don't worry about those. Forget about those. We don't even we don't even talk about those anymore. Forget about it. We're building a fence. We got it. We're building a fence. We've already, our, our policymakers have already authorized the crisis support package for the Ukraine. So don't worry about it. We're helping the Ukraine build a fence to <laughs> separate Ukraine and Crimea. Don't, don't worry about it. Fences are good everywhere else, but here in the United States of America. Any place else? Good. Separation, good. here horrible welcome to it this is the jeff fisher program on the blaze radio network 888-900-3393 is the phone number you know i was out shopping not long ago with the family which is (laughs) just a boatload of fun but i stood back and i looked at we were we were at sam's club and i looked at the frozen food dairy section and you know they've got the juices and the the milk and the creams and the butters and the i can't believe it's not butters and every, you know the whole the whole story of things and i'm looking at the prices and i'm thinking those prices are a lot higher than they were just a little while ago i mean it seems like everything i know you know every food gas Good services all appear to be going up, but more than appear, I truly believe they are. Um, we we're happy. I, the other day, I drive by the gas station and I'm thinking three fourteen. Wow, three fourteen. We're hitting that three dollar mark, man. I must be pretty close. I wonder if we're ever going to get below three again ever. And then, boom, the next day, three twenty six. What happened? What? Oh, it also is 10 cents more? Yeah, I got too close to three. 
can't have it. They can't have that. We just started thinking. You weren't the only one that started thinking about it's going to be three dollars a gallon. We got to shoot that back up again. You're thinking out of your mind if you think that. And then I see a uh, the Tax Foundation Group here has created uh, the relative value of one hundred dollars. Well, which states offer the biggest bang for your buck? Now, would you? You know, take it back. Who do you think? Who do you think has the biggest bang for your buck? Would you say, I don't know, the great state of Texas, of which I live in? They say $103.63. The Tax Foundation says you get $103.63 for a $100 value. Okay. Maybe. Maybe I agree with that. So you start thinking, well, who's the highest? Who could possibly be the highest? Arkansas they say is 114, a little over 114 is a change. But the number one state it looks like out here is Mississippi. Now, Mississippi is beautiful. I love Mississippi. Drove through there not long ago, a couple of years ago. It was gorgeous. It was actually more beautiful than I had anticipated. Because the only time I've been through there before is where you take 10 through as you're driving across. <laughs> that's all you see. Oh, that's great. No, I actually went through the state, and it's really, it's really beautiful. Now, they're saying you get, uh, you know, more bang for your buck in Mississippi, $115 and change, almost $116 uh, for, you know, $100 value. Now, where would you want to be? You don't want, you don't want more bang for your buck, do you? No. You want, what would be the worst, do you think? The worst state in the union? Hmm. California, maybe? eighty-eight fifty-seven. I I find that hard to believe, too. Because I was just out in California not long ago, and I would be hard pressed to tell you you're getting eighty eight dollars worth of value for every hundred you spend. And it's I would venture to say it's probably closer to seventy five, but that's just me. Hawaii, yes, Hawaii, congratulations! You you're in second place, eighty five thirty two, eighty five dollars and thirty two cents. Now. Ask yourself, what would be worse than eighty-five thirty-two? Hmm. What would be worse than eighty-five thirty-two? What place would be worse than oh, if you said DC? You would be right. Eighty-four sixty, eighty-four sixty, and I'm, uh, you know, I was. Eh, that's probably that's probably about right. We were in DC a couple of years ago for uh, an event. And uh, that's probably about right. Felt feels about right. But uh, your state, wherever you're at, good luck. I don't know that this this doesn't seem. This is uh, the data is up to April of this year, so it's pretty close according to the taxfoundation.org maps. But I don't know that I'd like to. I'm going to have to go back and just dig into exactly how they're using their data on this because it really seems like some of these states, they're claiming you get more for your buck than I think you do. But guess what? It's not going to matter for me anymore anyway. Why? (laughs) No. No, I didn't win the Texas State Lottery. I didn't win the Powerball. But I did get an email in my in my mailbox this morning. <laughs> You're going to be so jealous. 
It's from Mr. Bradley Johnson, and he works as an auditor for the Bank of Scotland. His department covers the entire Scotland. In fact, his department covers the entire Scotland, Wales, and England. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how excited I am. And I, I'm just letting you know this because when I'm not here, you know that my main man, Mr. Bradley Johnson, took care of me because this was in my email today. He's take, I'll just read you the email. Yeah, I, I mean, why not? I don't want to, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm just, this is the email I received, okay? So you'll know why I'm not here once I reply to this email. I'm waiting to get done to talking to you today, and then, then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna reply. I've taken great pains to find your contact through personal endeavors. However, I apologize for my interference into your privacy, as this was done out of my desire to locate a sincere and trustworthy individual who can guarantee the confidence needed in this matter. On a routine audit check last month, I discovered an investment account that has been dormant for the last fourteen years and all the accounts belonging to a single holder with funds totaling a little above six million dollars banking regulations in the uk demands that the fiscal authorities be notified when accounts are dormant for this period as this will enable the funds to be called in by the regulatory bodies and pass on as an unclaimed fund into the coffers of the uk government no one wants that my investigation reveals the late client originated from your country And this is why I contacted you. I can confirm with certainty that the said investor died intestate and no next of kin has been found or has come forward in all these years. This is what I got my email this morning. Jealous yet? My proposal is, this is, of course, Mr. Bradley Johnson. My proposal is I'm prepared to place you in a position to give instruction for the release of the deposit to you as the closest surviving relation since you share the same last name with the deceased client. <laughs> oh, this is especially, I, I've got goosebumps right now. This is especially possible as you bear same last name with the late client. Oh, oh. I understand well enough that what I relate to you will smack of unethical practice. No, but I want you to understand it is only an outsider to the banking world who finds the internal politics of the banking world aberrational. I can guarantee that this transaction will be executed under a legitimate arrangement that will protect us without breaching any law. To affirm your cooperation, please endeavor to provide me with your contact information so we can discuss in details. Once I read back from you, I will furnish you with the next step. Regards, Mr. Bradley Johnson. So, once I reply to old Bradley, the wheels will be in motion. And I, Jeff Fisher, from the Jeff Fisher Show, We'll be $6 million richer. <laughs> yeah. So when you tune in next week and I'm not here, you know. The old Bradley Johnson pulled through with $6 million from the U.K. for Jeff. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 1-888-900-3393 is the phone number. Don't forget uh, Michael Pelka with Pure Opelka coming up immediately following this broadcast. And then Kane and Cup, Chris Salcino, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. You, I mean, there's no, there's no reason for you to go anywhere else today than right here on the Blaze Radio Network. And seriously, if you're planning on going somewhere, I would change that shirt. <laughs> I mean, I... I know you think it looks good on you this morning, but uh, you may want to have another cup of coffee and rethink that because uh, uh, you can tweet me, Jeffy M-R-A on Twitter and Jeff Fisher on the old Facebook page if you want to get a word in. And don't forget when you're looking at your Twitter account, uh, it's official uh, now. Uh, And I noticed this actually the other day and I thought, how come I'm getting these? And Twitter now is uh, getting people used to getting tweets from people you don't follow. Yes, that's so nice of them. Twitter, they've officially changed the definition of timeline. That's nice of them. So you're going to get tweets from time to time that aren't from people you follow. And that's just Twitter trying to be nice. Darn Twitter, they're just so darn nice. Actually, I love Twitter. I'm not not bad-mouthing Twitter at all. I'm just telling you what is going on with Twitter, and when you start seeing tweets from, uh, you know, accounts that you don't follow, that's why they threw them in there. You know, because their goal is to make uh, your home timeline even more relevant and interesting. So when you tweet something and you mention, uh, you know, my friend uh, Bill from New York, they may send you another tweet from a Bill in New York and say, you know, Bill says this. Just to see, you know, what happens. And uh, that's, I mean, it's nice of them. And it is, you know, it's their thing. They get to do with their company what they want to do. I mean, it's Twitter and they have a beautiful company, too. Their place, if you get an opportunity to take a look, uh, maybe I'll tweet it later today. Uh, and I, uh, their Twitter world headquarters in, I know, San Francisco. Uh, it's beautiful. I mean, they just redid this old building in San Francisco. It is gorgeous. And I just looked at I looked at this a few months ago when they were doing it. Um, it's just beautiful. I mean, you want you want to go there and just to be a part of Twitter uh, because of it. Now, we were talking about uh, a little earlier about uh, how far your dollar goes and what state, uh, you know, $100 seems like more than $100. But earlier this week, we found out that 36% of Americans haven't saved anything for retirement. 36% have not saved any money for retirement. This is according to bankrate.com, and it's the New York Stock Exchange uh, rate report. 69% of 18 to 29-year-olds haven't saved anything. Uh, You know... Well, along with 33% of the 30 to 49-year-olds, 26%, a quarter of the 50 to 64-year-olds, and 14% of the people 65 and older. Those are the people you see in still working, still being a janitor at the stores. I mean, it's, I just saw a guy, must have been, I don't know how old he was. Maybe he looks older than he is. Maybe he smoked meth all his life. I don't know. I don't, I can't feel sorry for him. I know. 
But he was pushing one of the janitor carts around, you know, that has the mops and the brooms and the trash can and the mop bucket. And it's got, you know, it's, it's kind of heavy, but it's wielding. You go through the store and he's picking up, sweeping and stuff. And I'm thinking, holy crap. I mean, I, I hope I don't have to do that when I'm 100. I hope I don't. I mean, I am planning on living to be 100. I mean, who doesn't plan on living to be 100? But I don't want to be doing that. But we're going to be like the rest of these people with no money. Just get used to it and plan on working. There is no retirement. There's no retirement. You work till you drop. That's your retirement. Work till you drop. That's my hashtag today on Twitter, okay? At JeffyMRA, work till you drop. You don't like it? Tough. Then become the two-thirds of Americans that have saved money for retirement, okay? 69% of the 18 to 29-year-olds haven't saved anything. I mean, that kind of makes sense. When you're that young, you don't think you need to save anything. But, you know, usually if you have a job, well, oh, my gosh, jobs. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you have to have a job to (laughs) save money, don't you? Yeah, you sure do. (laughs) That's just crazy to start thinking about that jobs <laughs> well the economy's on the rebound so don't you worry about that 888-900-3393 is the phone number uh blaze radio network this is the jeff fisher show uh, uh michael pelka pure pelka coming up right after this broadcast and then on sundays we have uh, david barton a uh, handle on law gun talk and hollywood 360 so all weekend long blaze radio network is perfect for you on top of the weekdays hello you got Doc Thompson. I'm not forgetting Skip Lacombe. <laughs> you got Glenn Back. Of course, you know, I'm part of that broadcast. And then you have Buck Sexton. And then you have, oh, Jay Severin. And then you have, oh, Pat and Stu, which I'm a part of. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, well, I mean, then you have some best of stuff so that you replay. And you can always download it. Blaze.com slash radio. Do the podcast thing. We're here when you need us. When you want us, we're live when it's live. No, that's not our motto at all. But it should be. We're live when it's live. Other than that, go to the podcast and listen. (laughs) This is the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? I got to tell you about, uh, we do have to talk a little bit about Ferguson. We will talk a little bit about that. I know you're burned out on it. So am I. I really am. I know. I really am. I'm completely burned out on it as well. But we got to touch on it a little bit, right? I mean, they were all there. It's big news. It's the U.S. It's like the like the, the firestorm starting. And remember my prediction. Uh, on this very broadcast, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, where I told you, and I picked Chicago, but it could be St. Louis. Uh, it could be the lockdown city that starts it all. Just, you know, just for your safety just for your safety. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Is the Jeff Fisher Show. 
Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Welcome to it. Welcome to the broadcast. It's the extravaganza that is the Jeff Fisher Show. I tease we talk a little bit about Ferguson. I know you're you're overwhelmed as I am. You're tired of it. My gosh, you're tired of it. But with all the news surrounding Ferguson, we heard reports. We heard all kinds of misrepresentations. We've got all kinds of people in town. We're still riding. We're still storming. We still want justice. We still want mercy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, won't matter at all. Once the police officer is exonerated or isn't exonerated, we're still going on. We heard from a guy that came to town from Chicago earlier in the week. Got no job. This happens to us all over every day. We are here to protest and fight and burn things down. It doesn't matter. We have people in Ferguson that are afraid, afraid to come out of their homes at night because they don't want to be part of the the mad rush. It's agonizing. We have a Holocaust survivor, Hetty Epstein, unbelievable, Arrested in Ferguson. Racism is alive in America, she says. Hetty, I love you. I'm sorry what happened to you. I know you're a Holocaust survivor. I know that you're kind of old. You're pushing it. I know. What are you, 100 now? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Only 90. Didn't mean to. (laughs) I'm sorry. My fault. Only 90. I know I got it. Racism is alive in America. Is it? Yeah, it's alive in America because we have race pushers keep pushing it on us. How many times have we said, what a great thing. This president, this president, the one that is in office right now, Barack Hussein Obama, what a great uniter he could have been to this country. And yet, no. No. He could have come to the table and said, what a great country this is. He could have. I know we've been down, and I, I don't want to. I keep beating this horse. I mean, we saw headlines that said, "How did the head of the new Black Panther Party become a peacemaker in Ferguson?" I don't think he did. I mean, I, I know the head. I know that's what the headline said. <laughs> oh yeah, it sure did. But I don't think that's what it said. We have police chiefs in other states. Writing Ferguson's police chief, writing the state police. The police chief, Ed Delmore from Gulf Shores, Alabama, writes a letter, an open letter, of course, to Captain Ronald S. Johnson. The letter says, I have to call you out. I don't care what the media says. I expect them to get it wrong, and they often do. But I expect you as a veteran law enforcement commander talking about law enforcement to get it right. Unfortunately... You blew it. Oh, my gosh. And you can, I'll tweet the whole letter, the whole story. <sighs> the chief called Captain Johnson's notion that criminal events known to the suspect but not to the responding officer, bull crap. He used a different word than crap. Officers die in incidents like Captain Johnson, including a couple that I remember from your own organization, said Chief Delmore. Now, the chief has not spoken out. He said the letter speaks for itself. Read the letter, Lou, move on. And he goes on and on. And he talks about, uh, he was mad. He was talking about, uh, they're saying that it was wrong that St. Louis, that uh, Ferguson released the video of Michael's. Come on. Of course it was relevant. The whole thing is relevant. And then we got news of a police officer being injured. 
the whole eye socket thing, and he couldn't see in his shooting, and the cute little Michael. Didn't we hear that he was supposed to go to college? Has we found out exactly what college that was? Or was the report that he had just graduated from high school, he was 18, and he was planning on going to college? Or someone was planning on him going to college? Maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. Someone was planning on him going to college. Right. And then Jesse Jackson showed up. Now, we did see, you know, of course he's going to be there. Of course Reverend Al Sharp is going to be there. Of course the Black Panthers are going to be there. Of course they are. Of course. You know they are. It's such a, I mean, it's. Have you ever been to St. Louis? I, ha- I haven't lived there, but I have been there several times. I love St. Louis. I could actually, I mean, when you are downtown St. Louis, it's beautiful. Uh, I mean, the, uh, around the arch and on the river and in the city, it's gorgeous. And, in fact, I've taken their public transport from the airport to downtown St. Louis, and it takes you to and from the airport. It's cool. It's fun. I, it might be subsidized by the government. They all are. I got it. But it still works fine. But you know what I know? The first thing I was told when I went to St. Louis, don't uh, don't make a right and head out of town town. Oh, okay, well, which way should I face? No, just don't make a right. Stay downtown. Okay. I got you, dog. No problem. So I guess if I was facing in the southerly direction and made a right, I'd end up in Ferguson. Huh. But it's beautiful. We heard from that. We talked to people that that live there, and it's nice, and there's, some of them are afraid to make noise because some people are coming from out of town. It's crazy. Can we stop? Did we hear from our leaders? Have we heard from the president of the United States? You know, he says, oh, yeah, I know. He comes out and he gives everybody the, the lip service of how terrible it is. But he doesn't condemn the rioters. He doesn't condemn them in harsh enough words for me. And then we heard the tweet that Jesse Jackson, or we heard the tweet. We didn't hear the tweet. We read. <laughs> if you're hearing tweets, get help. Jesse Jackson booed after asking for donations. There's no audio of that, and I doubt that happened. You know, they said that he, when he went to pass the plate. I don't think, was Jesse going to Ferguson and firing up the crowd and then saying, oh, by the way, put some money in this hat for me, for my church? I don't think so. I mean, maybe he is. Maybe he is. I think Jesse, Jesse gets his money from corporate backers. He likes to have corporate backers help him out. You know, kind of like big corporate backers. I don't know that Comcast or Time Warner Cable give him any money. I don't know that they do. I would guess maybe. And you know they're looking to get together. So those of you that are fans of the Blaze TV and the Blaze Network, you should go to getthedelays.com and check it out and try to stop this Comcast Time Warner Cable merger. Gettheblaze.com. Your voice matters. We told you the story last week about their little uh, party they were going to give for the FCC commissioner, and they were going to spend you know, $150,000, $175,000 on it, and it, they were saying it was questionable. They always gave money to this foundation. And this just happened to be the year that we were going to, uh, you know, we were going to celebrate the FCC commissioner. I know it was a coincidence that she was going to, she's going to be taking care of the merger between ourselves. But it was just a coincidence. There's absolutely no, nothing, nothing wrong. Nothing. No, it was out of mind thinking that. But, um, you know, since you found out, we're going to go ahead and pour. We'll pull our money. We don't want to. 
we don't want it to look bad uh, for the SEC commissioner. Right? It would look bad for her, not us. It would look bad for her, so we're going to pull our money. So your voice still is heard. Trust me. Get the blaze.com. 888-900-3393. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Of course, Michael Pelka, the pure Pelka broadcast immediately following this. Kane Cup, Will Kane, SE Cup, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all coming up on this very network, the Blaze Radio Network. Coming up next, maybe we do a little Twitter blast. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can tweet me at Jeffy MRA. Michael Pelka and Piero Pelka immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Day 145. Day 145. <sighs> With Sergeant Tamarisi being in prison in Mexico. It turns my stomach. Makes me, it almost makes me physically ill to say that to you. So please, someone, make it stop. Please, make it stop. All right, let's do a little bit of Jeff Fisher Twitter blast. All right, let's go. We also on Twitter this week, what did we learn? We learned that a billionaire hedge fund manager Tom Steyer, yes, Generalizing virtually all of America is not super sophisticated. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know, Tom. We're not. We're just stupid people. We got it. We know, Mr. Billionaire. You're smarter than us. I know. We saw the tweet that said produce in a store. Uh, the store in England, which um, they're calling Fridgegate. All right. Uh, Sandsbury's. Uh, the tweet said, Sansbury's produce has been emptied. It looks like this now. Member of the staff said, we support free Gaza. And he has explained with a question mark, and the shelves are completely empty. Now, Colin Appleby went to the store and wanted to know what? And the store, I mean, the shelves are just completely wiped. It's free Gaza. So uh, the store finally got around to uh, saying, uh, wow, this was unintentional. Oh, and it was not part of a larger anti-Israel uh, or anti-Semitic bias at all. <laughs> oh, boy, would you be wrong to think that? We would like to apologize for any inconvenience or offense caused. Uh, the decision was taken in one store only to move these chilled products to cold storage elsewhere in that store. <laughs> For a short period on Saturday as a precautionary measure during a demonstration close by. (laughs) So there was some kind of big demonstration going on close to this store that was free Gaza. And they decided, hey, we better we better take all the Jewish food off the shelves because we don't want those people coming into our store and seeing that stuff on the shelves and then two or three days later 
we'll wait till our bosses get a hold of us and huh boy and then we'll put it back on there and you know apparently tell you what uh we've we have now made the staff member has been suitably chastised for taking all the Jewish food and all the kosher food off the shelves because whew, we do not want that. Twitter Blast Circus Manure Giveaway, a success at Eaton Roberts Church. You know, I saw this and I thought, well, what's the big deal? Uh, people were tweeting about uh, Eaton Rapids uh, getting, uh, getting manure from the circus, but they do that everywhere. Uh, circuses come to town and they say, hey, come on, get the elephant poop. That's actually elephant dung. I got it. Uh, come on and get it. We got more than we know what to do with. You can use it for fertilizer and take it home and it will grow things great. And it's free. So that's what they do. So there you go. It's not that big a deal. Just follow the circus for free elephant dung. And remember, this is a little helpful hint from Jeff Fisher today, too. Uh, We learned this earlier in the broadcast. Uh, If you're hearing Twitter, seek help. We also found out on Twitter that there's video proof of giant NYC rats that are not afraid of humans. Our own, our very own Josiah Ryan in New York City. And uh, the 42nd Street, right across from Bryant Park, I used to go down in that subway all the time when, when I was working there, uh, when I was working in New York. Uh, I actually feel robbed because I looked for giant New York rats the entire two years I worked in New York City. I traveled in and out of New York from Pennsylvania on a train. I went to Penn Station. I walked around Penn Station. I walked around subway stations. I went down to... Uh, Grand Central Station. I walked around Grand Central. I lived in New Jersey, New Jersey, for a summer. Right there at the beginning. I mean, I lived on Park Avenue. I lived on Park Avenue. You know, Park Avenue, New Jersey. Uh, right, right right there by the beginning of the, the tunnel, heading into Manhattan. I mean, I, I lived for that place for two years. Never saw one of those gigantic New York rats. I um, come into the city on Mondays. There'd be trash piled up along the sidewalks. And it smells great, too, by the way. (laughs) Oh, Manhattan. I love you. In the summer, tremendous with the trash on the curb. But I had no huge rats. I used to see maybe some little ones down in the subway, you know, down in the trains where the cars roll around. Some little ones mixing around. I guess maybe they're grown. According to the, the transit authority, they're giving them some kind of sterilization medicine so they're not having babies. All right. Let's see. We've got 18 million rats. 3 million have been sterilized. Okay. That still leaves 15 million rats. Wait. No. Seriously, you're not going to get rid of New York. But nice try. At least you can keep them in check. I got it. I got it. But if you go to theblaze.com, it appears that Josiah was attacked by a rat. He was on the platform, and he pops a video, and... The rat uh, walks and does not try to run away from him. In fact, runs toward him. And thankfully, I mean, I didn't want, I mean, I, I don't think he was attacked. According to the story, he was not attacked. Uh, the rat just terrified him by coming at him. And maybe that's maybe that's what the rat does. Uh, it just kind of looks at you and then starts running toward you, so maybe you run away. You know, it gives you that, gives you that, that quick trip robbery of Michael Brown. Just look at you. Come at you. I am so bummed I never saw one of those big New York rats. I wanted to see those so bad. I want to see the big ones. Everybody told me. 
Big rats. No. No. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. We have more Twitter blast coming your way on the Jeff Fisher program. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can tweet me at JeffyMRA. And I know that I said, uh, would someone please help us, please, day 145. Sergeant Tamarisi. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You know, I'm just sitting here looking at my electronic cigarette, thinking it's been almost three months, two and a half months, two months, three weeks, something like that, since I've had an actual cigarette. Now, there, I, have go, I go days without puffing on my electronic cigarette. And, you know, it's a light one. It's a little 1.8% thing, and it's not the same thing, although I keep it in my pocket once in a while to, you know, move my hands around a little bit, feel like I still have a cigarette. But I still want a cigarette. I can't tell you. I mean, it's okay. I got it. I'm not going to smoke. I just Maybe not. Maybe I will. I don't know. I'm watching these stupid TV shows, and they're all smoking, and everybody's smoking, and all I want is a cigarette. And so the other day, I'm driving home from work. I stopped to get gas. I'm pumping gas. A guy on a motorcycle pulls up on the other side of the tanks. He's parked a little ways away from the tank. He sits on his bike. He lights up a cigarette. It smelled so good. The smoke. Afternoon air. It was in the shade underneath the underneath the roof of the gas station. Smoke was wafting through the air. It smelled so good. So I got done pumping my gas, and I just turned around, and I looked across the road at what he was looking at hoping that we could find something in common so that I could talk to him and maybe say something (laughs) that we could both chuckle at. And then I would mention his cigarette smelling so good, and he would say, oh, well, here, have one. And then that would give me an excuse to smoke because it smelled so good. So I look across the street, and there's police officers pulling somebody over. Of course, it's the same Dingleberry police officer that pulled me over a while ago, which I... Drives me insane, that guy. That's another story in itself. So I say, oh, my gosh. And he goes, yeah, it looks like somebody's getting arrested. I don't know that they need all three of those police officers there, but I just sit here watching them. And I went, well, don't mind me. I'm just going to stand here and watch him with you for a little while because that cigarette you're smoking smells great. And I haven't had one in a couple of months, and boy, does that cigarette you're smoking smell great. And I could tell he was thinking about something, and he looked up. And he looked at me and he said, yeah, does it? Because I was just sitting here beating myself up for smoking this cigarette because I just bought a brand new pack and I'm pissed. 
because yesterday I went to the doctor and I got all this non-smoking stuff to stop smoking, and then I bought this pack, and I'm just sitting here beating myself up for smoking this cigarette. So keep it up. You're doing great. Don't smoke. I'm trying to quit, too. And I thought, ah! All you had to do was say, here, have a cigarette. Here, Jeff, have a cigarette. We'll become smoking friends. But no. No. No, you had to be part of the same whole non-smoking cabal that the rest of these people are in in my life. But don't want me to smoke. It's driving me insane. So I just hope someday soon the I want a cigarette feeling goes away. Because right now, it's been almost three months, and it has not gone. I mean, it does go away for, you know, brief periods of time. And perhaps those brief periods of time get longer. But it's still there. And one of these days, there's going to be a guy sitting on a motorcycle, smoking a cigarette on the other side of my gas tanks. And when I say, well... I'll just stand here and look across the street at with you a little bit because your cigarettes you're smoking smells great, and I just want to stand here for a little bit. That particular person will say, does it? Well, here, have one. And that will push me over the edge, and I'll be back to firing that bad boy up. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Michael Pelka, Pure Opelka, coming up right after this broadcast. You know, Saturdays is the place to be on the Blaze Radio Network, really. I mean, we started off with this broadcast, then you've got Kane and Cup. Uh, after Mike Opelka, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, hey, Opelka slaving, slaving in the in the studios, waiting to broadcast his show while I babble on about my non-smoking. I mean, he might have actually something of interest. So, you know, stick around for that. 888-900-3393. So, earlier in the week, I read the story about a mom who created an app so kids can't ignore her calls. Now, the first, my gut reaction to that is, well, I guess that's okay. Uh, okay. I'll give you that. Well, Sharon Sanderford served in the Gulf War. She was mad that her kid didn't call her back. So she came up with an app that makes it simple. When you lock your child's phone with ignore no more, your child has two options. He or she can call you back or call for an emergency responder, but that's it. No other calls until that happens. That's the app. Okay. Um, a tad bit controlling, Mom. Just a tad bit. Uh, I guess I kind of get it. You know, uh, you know, maybe your kid's uh, got a job. How about that? How about your kid's got a job and, you know, now he can't do anything unless he calls you back. So I wonder, I'm trying to think when that actually will work. Because maybe, perhaps, you could just trust your kid. You know, maybe you just trust your kid. How about that? To text you back, call you back. You say, you know, I raised you most of your life. And when I call you, I know you're at work. So just call me. You see that I called or texted you. You call me back as soon as you can. (laughs) It's okay. I can wait. If it's an emergency, I'll go to your work and find you. And, find, and let you know that there's an emergency and we need to take care of something. Or I'll know where you're at because you're my child. So I mean, it's a tad bit controlling. And then you, and then I thought, well, how do you get around that? Because you know, kids that are going to get around it, that's what kids do. That's what I do. Why not? 
So you put the app on the kid's phone, and A, they just start calling the emergency services, right? Because uh, don't you get fined for that? So I just keep calling emergency services until the parents are going to have a hefty fine. Hefty, hefty fine. Maybe they take the app off your phone by then. Or you get a burn phone. I know it sounds, I know, it's drug lingo, burn phone. But you just get, buy a, you get a cheap phone. Pay as you go phone for, at Walmart for 10 bucks or 20 bucks, and you're good. So your mom calls and you can't call out? Okay, no problem. I'll use this phone. But you call your mom when you want, just like you would have to begin with. So, eh, okay. All right. I think it's a little controlling, Mom. I think you need to relax just a little bit. There are some pretty cool apps. I mean, that's the way. There are some pretty cool apps out there. My wife has an app. She was going around the house crazy the other day, uh, uh, scanning the UPC codes of the products we have in the house because the NSA doesn't have enough information on us. She's got to put it in the cell phone so they know exactly what products are inside our house. I got it. But... Oh, I just, I just thought of that. That's what they're doing. I just thought of that. That's what I'm like. God, now I've got to take the app off the phone. Now it has to stop. I'm, I'm talking about this app now, uh, the new app that uh, scans the barcodes in the grocery stores, and it lets you know what political party the company or employees support. Do I care? Do I care? Really, really, do I care? Am I not going to buy Heinz ketchup if I find out Heinz ketchup donated a bunch of money to people I don't like? Uh, I'm still buying Heinz ketchup, okay? I don't care. John Kerry and the wife and everybody, they don't have anything to do with it anymore. I believe they sold it to another winning person. Uh, uh, I think uh, I think what's-his-face out of Nebraska, right, owns it now? I think his company owns Heinz now. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I don't care. I'm buying Heinz ketchup. And I'm buying the products that I want. I don't care. I don't care if Warren Buffett owns Heinz. I don't care if John Kerry owns it. I don't care. If the product is good and I want to use it, I'm going to use it. Because the product is there. But these this app will help you. My wife's app, uh, oh my God, I just thought of this. It has to go away. My wife's app is such a cool app. And yet, it does exactly what it's doing. It's letting it's letting the NSA know what's in my home. You go around, you scan. It's like what you do at the grocery store. When you, if you, I worked at a grocery store for years, and you, uh, when you order, when you order at the grocery store, you go along the shelf, and the shelf holds so much. The shelf holds whatever, whatever amount of food, you know, six cans of cream corn, and so you go to the shelf, and you, it's down three cans. Okay, well, you order a can, you know, you order, you need three cans of cream corn. Beak. Then you go in the back room, and you scan what's in the back room. Beep, 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 beep. And then the machine says, oh, you've got canned corn, cream corn in the back. So it doesn't order any from the warehouse because you've already got cream corn. So when you go back out there and you fill the shelves, it fills the shelf. That's what this app does for you at the house. You go around, you scan the UPC codes, and so then when you do your order, when you make out your grocery list, you put it in the phone, and you say, I need this, 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 and then it scans and goes, Broof. okay, you've got the, you still have all this stuff in your home. Why do you need to purchase that? You still you still have three bottles. You don't need two more. Holy crap! That's what it's doing. Now they're gonna, they know exactly what's in my home. Other than they know what I buy at the grocery store anyway, right? Now they know exactly. 
you had two cans of cream corn and now you have one. We know you didn't eat one. What did you do with it? You didn't give it away, did you, to charity? Oh, my gosh. That's exactly, oh, i got to call my wife. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. If you want to participate, you can tweet me too, at Jeffy, MRA, or of course, you can thumb up me on Facebook. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Fisher. And of course, you need to not go anywhere at all, because Michael Pelka is coming up with Puro Pelka immediately following this broadcast. We did something uh, earlier in the week on, uh, well, on the Glenn Beck program, and then we goofed around with a little bit on patents, too. So what the heck? Let's do it on this broadcast, too. I just, it makes me laugh, the things that are completely, you know, rational sentence that you would say today, that if you said 20 years ago, uh, people would say, uh, you are crazy, and what are you talking about? And uh, I know Reddit did a list, and it's it's pretty funny uh, when you think about it. And I was trying to think of some other ones uh, that, uh, you know, like uh, uh, I have a shot of a drone as a screensaver. She said that 20 years ago. Maybe the screensaver was around 20 years ago. Maybe. I mean, I don't remember. I'm trying to think. 20 years ago was the screensaver around, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Uh, pretty pushing it. But... Uh, you start thinking about, I have uh, Angry Birds on my phone. <laughs> I, my, my contacts are in the cloud. Love that. Uh, we had a couple of calls, butt dial. So as you're driving around this week, just think to yourself, some of the things that, how where we've come. And it's good to just kind of think of a little bit about where we've come and some of the, wow, some of the amazing pieces of technology that we use that are just, we, we take for granted that are, just tremendous i mean we think nothing of driving down the highway at you know 65 70 miles an hour uh talking on a cell phone talking to someone who is you know a half a dozen states away uh asking them about a news story that's happening in another state and as we're talking to them we're looking down at our tablet looking up a video of the news story that's happening states away. I, and we think nothing of that. While uh, someone else is in the car uh, going and driving the automobile at 65 miles an hour on an expressway with hundreds of other cars talking on their phone, trying to find out uh, exactly the address of the place we're looking for because we're going to punch it into our GPS in the car and take us there. I mean, that's 20 years ago. I, you know, I couldn't find you. Your address wasn't into the GPS yeah, what? Uh-huh. Uh, I have 2,000 followers. Love that. What is that? Uh, oh, man. I accidentally liked her photo. Love that. Uh, she, uh, I got poked on Facebook yesterday. What? Wait, what? Yeah. Heck, I got poked again just this morning. I'm just going to recharge my cigarette. I'm a fan of that. I have it right here, as a matter of fact. The recharge. I haven't taken a hit off that bad boy yet today. 
I might not after our little smoking get-together earlier, okay? So just relax. Um, <laughs> that gas is cheaper than three seventy nine. Yeah, no, well, barely. Most places it's not, that's for sure. And uh, BRB, I uh, got to go take a selfie. <laughs> LOL, it was great. <laughs> so crazy. Anyway, it just, it just made me smile the last couple of days, thinking about the things that you say now that uh, you uh, – <laughs> 20 years ago, people would look at you like, what the heck are you talking about? You have no idea, do you? No, you don't. And then we look at this. I got this in the email. This is crazy. This this is crazy. Um, I don't even care what the email says. Uh, the entire email is printed out. It's two full pages of content. But the uh, first sentence is... Overeating is the leading cause of obesity in Texas, right? Um, I'm pretty sure overeating is the leading cause of obesity in every state of the union. Yes, I'd be willing to bet on that. And a way to help that is simple to lose.com. Simple, the number two, lose.com. I'm coming up on three years with that, too. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right. Is it America? I talked to you a little bit about uh, things that happened 20 years ago. You'd say it today, and it's no problem. If you said it 20 years ago, they'd look at you like, uh, what are you talking about? Well, let's talk a little bit about a restaurant owner who's under fire for offering a discount to someone with a flyer and other people are upset and want that place shut down. What? Yeah. Tell you about that in a moment. Because first, I want to tell you about the United Kingdom hotel chain that's under fire for removing Bibles in all their hotel rooms. (laughs) Why? Because people are mad and it's just you can't have Bibles. Um, you know, in the hotel room drawer because a non-Christian might be offended. Why? Why are the non-Christians offended? Don't look. What does it matter to you that there is a Bible in the drawer? Stop it. And I would venture to say their hotel chain in uh, the United Kingdom, pulling your Bibles out of your drawers, uh, that you have more... Uh, Christians, then non-Christians, uh, staying at your place. But hey, you go ahead and pull them. You go ahead and pull them. Because the story that I'm going to tell you about now is happening right here in America. The restaurant owner said, hey, you know what? i got a pizza shop, and I've got to try to get some customers. And i got to figure out what the heck I'm doing. What the heck am I doing? So I know. I've got a lot of churches around the area. I will just say, hey, if you come to my place with a church bulletin, I'll give you a deal. Yeah, 10% discount with your church bulletin. Yay. Just stop in. That's all you need to do church bulletin. Uh, now we have atheists accusing the pizza shop of violating their civil rights. Uh No. He's just trying to get people into his business. He's not violating your civil rights at all. 
Here's an idea. Don't go there. Go there and pay the extra 10%. Go there and tell them, hey, guess what? I didn't go to church today, but can I have the 10% off? I bet you he would say, sure, here, take 10% off. I need the rest of the 90% for my store. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Show. Coke Zero is good at any time. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you want to participate. You can tweet me at Jeffy MRA or you can FB me, Facebook me at Jeffrey Fisher. Michael Pelka, pure Opelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. Kane and Cup right after that. Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. Don't turn it off. Just stay right where you're at. And I see that you decided to keep wearing that shirt that you had on earlier, so just leave it on for the day. Don't mind me telling you you needed to change it. Just, you look fine. We were talking about, uh, we talked a little bit about hotels taking Bibles out, and then I see this new poll that a vast majority believes in God over evolution. So 79% of the people believe in miracles. 75% of people believe in heaven. 74% of people believe in angels. 72% of people believe Jesus is the Son of God. And yet, we want the hotels to take the Bibles out of their drawers. Stop it. Stop it. I'm sick of the minority ruling. I really am. I'm tired of the minority ruling. I get it. You get your voice. A Bible being in the desk drawer of a hotel does not does not affect any of your rights. It doesn't mean you sleep less. You don't like it? I know. Here's an idea, too. Oh, my gosh. Does this room have a Bible? Yes. Here, take it. Get it out of my room while I'm here. They'll take it from you. I promise. All right, let's do a Twitter blast. Another Twitter blast. Got a lot of Twitter stuff that we hit over the week. Uh, amazing stuff. Uh, Of course, uh, Obama's approval ratings has hit an all-time low. Confidence in the future of America has collapsed. 40% of respondents approve of the job President Barack Obama is doing. My question, what are those 40% thinking? (laughs) Wow. Of course, earlier in the week, we heard Al Sharpton telling us, hey, Do not disparage Michael Brown's name. There's a difference between shoplifting and robbery. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there is. Wait. No, wait. Wait. And then, of course, uh, Michael Moore and his tweets talking about, hey, uh, these people went shopping uh, and they weren't shot. And uh, strong-armed robbery is uh, what white people call shoplifting. Michael, stop it. Please, please. Twitter blast on the Jeff Fisher show on the blaze radio network. David Gregory, we talked about out at NBC and we talked about how he treated it pretty well with the tweets. Well, come to find out NBC. Here's 4 million. Leave quietly. 
House did meet the press anchor David Gregory, paid $4 million to leave and signed a contract not to speak out, a, out against the network. Huh. Now those nice tweets seem less nice now, don't they? Source said Gregory's contract extended into next year, so they said, here's your money, get out, be quiet. If you be quiet, we'll give you your money. David did the smart thing and said, no problem, I'll be quiet for the length of my contract, which I believe will be another year. So we'll see how David really feels about NBC and the way he was treated by them in about a year. Until then, uh, NBC was great and the experience was wonderful and all my coworkers were wonderful. Phil Sims claims he won't use the name Redskins anymore during the broadcast. Oh, no. Oh, no. The hated, dreaded word, the Redskins. And then Tony Dungy said in a letter, he's not going to. He's trying to. He's going to try to avoid using the Redskins, too. I mean, come on, Tony. Tony, you're so much smarter than that. Oh, my gosh. I know you got into trouble with the Michael Sam stuff. I got it. But just stop it, Tony. It's okay. The Washington Redskins, the NFL, have been there forever. Mike Ditka commented earlier in the week, it's all the political correct idiots in America. That's all it is, Ditka said. It's got nothing to do with anything else. We're going to change something because we can. Hey, listen, I went through it in the 60s, too. I mean, come on. Everybody lined up, did this. It's fine to protest. That's your right. If you don't like it, protest. You have a right to do that, but to change the name, that's ridiculous. Outstanding. Outstanding. He said, what's all the stink over the Redskins name? It's so much stuff. It's incredible. We're going to let the liberals of the world run this world. Oh, my gosh. It was said out of pride to the American Indian, even though it was called a red skin. What are you going to call them? A proud skin? This is so stupid, it's appalling. And I hope that owner keeps fighting for it and never changes it because the Redskins are part of an American football history. It should never be anything but the Washington Redskins. And that's the way it is. Yes, Mike. Yes. And yes, the liberals are running the world, partly because of you, Mike Ditka. Partly because of you, my friend. Now, it may have happened differently, but we know that you said no to running for the office of senator out of Illinois that was won by Barack Obama. Had you said yes to running for that office, A, you may have run up against Barack Obama and you would have beaten his butt in Illinois. No question. Or B, he wouldn't have run at all because he knows he couldn't beat you. Now look where you're at, Mike. Look where you're at, my friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, of course, I follow uh, Ballarmy Globe Makers in London on my Twitter account. And I want one of their globes so bad. They are just unbelievably beautiful. But they tweeted a photo shoot. With British adventurer and filmmaker and television presenter Graham David Hughes as he visited the studio uh, 
for some photo shoots at the Ballaby Globe Maker. And you know, I mean, if if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen me post. I've retweeted some of their stuff and some of their videos uh, on how they make globes, and they're gorgeous. I mean, I, I'm such a fan of globes; it's unbelievable. But this guy, Graham Hughes, has now traveled. He's 34 years old. Okay, it's so cool. He has traveled. All right, he's Guinness Book of World Record holder. He has traveled all over the world without flying. Took him four years. All right. He visited all 193, well, he visited 193 United Nations. So all the United Nations. Four years without flying. Touched them all. How cool is that? I think that is really cool. I would love to do that. Tell me you wouldn't want to do that. Okay, so some of you probably wouldn't want to do that. Think of all the horror and the strife and what kind of country. Doesn't he have Ebola? No, he's fine. And traveling into a, <laughs> traveling into a country isn't quite the same thing as actually living there. But, hey, that's okay. Don't worry about it. I got you, dog. It's okay. It's fine. Okay. I just think it'd be really cool. It'd be cool to, to travel all see every every country. Took him four years and he didn't fly. Now I, I don't mind flying. I mean it's a kind of a cool little feat that he, you know, didn't fly and it's a cute little addendum to his story. But I really don't mind the flying. I mean, let's just let's be honest. I mean I after a couple of boat rides you're like, Can't we just get on a plane and go? This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you want to try to sneak in. Michael Pelka with Pure Old Pelka is coming up next right after this very broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. You can tweet me at Jeffy MRA. Um, he showered me with jewelry. He would go out for a posh dinner on the 10th of every month to celebrate the day we got together. A pair-corded long-distance effort of meeting at the University of Connecticut in 2012. She never suspected that he was having second thoughts. But Tucker Blanford, the American, went and faked his own death. In fact, he called he called the girl, pretending to be his father. (sighs) Telling her, I'm dead. So, we can't get married. (sighs) I know, I miss my son too. Uh, Except that he was alive. Uh, He was alive. Because, uh, all of a sudden, uh, she called the dad. Said, I'm sorry. I just want to call you back and let you know that you know I miss your son. I love you. Uh, my son's not dead. I uh, just saw him the other day. What? So if you want to get out of marrying somebody, 
and you want to pretend you're dead, make sure maybe some other people are in on it before you lie. Because sooner or later it comes back to bite you in the butt. All I ever did was love him, and that was it. And then he lied to me, faking his whole death thing. I didn't think I was that terrible of a person. Well, you are. Yes, you are. You're horrible, and he didn't want to marry you and live with yourself for the rest of your life now, okay? <laughs> so sad. Why do people lie like that? It just doesn't make any sense. You see, it's just like, the, the what's your face, uh, Rosemary Luxembourg from Texas, the, the prosecutor, the district attorney from Austin. Oh, my gosh, the drunk DA that that's, uh, Rick Perry's involved with. I mean, the whole time, she's just denying it. I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. Yeah, yeah, you are. That's why you pleaded pled guilty in front of a judge. You would know you were drunk. Just hammered out of her mind. I don't agree with everything, that the, how the police treated her. A little questionable from time to time. The videos made me you know, question a little bit of that. However, I believe that Rick Perry 100% right. This whole thing is just go away. And the indictment of the governor is crazy. Because Rosemary, oh my gosh, she was insane. If you get a chance, I'll I'll tweet that whole video package of her out again. I mean, just amazing. Um, when you're drunk and you get pulled over, it's an ugly scene. And she kept denying the whole thing the whole time. It just hammered out of her mind. She was like three times the legal limit. I mean, hammered. Really bad. And you don't just, you know, when someone is three times the legal limit drunk, you don't just, that doesn't just happen. You work up to getting that drunk. You know, that means you're going through the day maybe just under being legally drunk all day, every day. You're maybe, you know, every night you're maybe, every night you're maybe one time over the legal limit. Or, you know, the good nights you stay just just drunk. Just drunk. But you work up to that two and three times over the legal limit. That just doesn't happen. You beginners out there, you got to work up to that. You don't just get, if you're a beginner and you reach the three times the legal limit, you're passed out somewhere. You're passed out on somebody's front lawn. And you're thinking, oh, man, I probably shouldn't, I should not drink that much ever again. But if you're a a middle-aged person, female or male, and you're working, you're out there working every day. You're trying to make a difference. But you're hiding the fact that you're a drunk. You're hiding that fact that you're a drunk. You can get two or three times the legal limit, and after a while, you believe that that three times the legal limit, you could still function. And that's when you get pulled over for DUI. Because you can't. Okay, you're putting your life and other people's lives at risk. So good riddance to you getting off the road, Rosemary. But the video, I mean, she just denied it the whole time. Just lie, just lie, stop. And this whole lawsuit thing, Rosemary, you should have stepped down. You know you should have stepped down. Then you, you got sober, you got straightened out a little bit, and you realized, oh, my gosh, I really I really need that job, and that's a really good job. And I had quite a bit of power as a district attorney. I was a special prosecutor, and I was doing all this good stuff. I don't want to step down. I'm still a good, I'm still a good person. Uh, that may be true. 
but you're not a good enough person to do that job anymore. That job, you've now tainted. Okay? For you, you've now tainted. Move on. But people don't want to do that anymore. They just don't want to do that anymore. Okay, have a great weekend. You know, just remember, seriously, things that you would have said 20 years ago that you're saying today, people would have looked at you crazy. Remember, one of them would have been, Jimmy Carter really isn't the worst president after all. 20 years ago, they would have looked at you like, what the heck are you talking about? You know, have no idea what you're talking about. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Don't forget, you can go to theblaze.com slash radio, and you can download any of the shows we have anytime you want. Take us with you. Keep us right next to your heart, okay? Keep us right next to your heart all the time. Take us with you wherever you go. We'll be with you because we love you. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Michael Pelka, Piero Pelka, standing by with bated breath going, Dear Lord, fat man, shut up. I've got a show to do. And then Will Kane and Essie Cup, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, and Joe Pags. You need not go anywhere else than right here on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network.